Hey guys, welcome back to the Through Their Eyes podcast. I'm your host, Michael Clark, and today I'm joined with Caleb Rutherford, also as one of our hosts. Uh, Caleb, we talked last episode last week about kind of introducing the season, what we're going to talk about. Yeah. And we're now going to actually have an opportunity to do it ourselves. Um, this is something we've never done before, <laughs> where it's just the two of us talking. Uh, so I'm excited about that to get an opportunity to hear your take on the theme and getting an opportunity to give my perspective of the theme itself. And then starting next week, of course, we'll have guests and we'll be talking more about uh, what their views on the subject matter is. But our theme this summer is advice to my younger self. And so what we've decided to do is we both have at least two things that we're going to talk about. And so Caleb, if you could give advice to your younger self, what's the first piece of advice that you would give? Um, just be smart. No, I'm kidding. But yeah, <laughs> over. see y'all next week. <laughs> uh, you know, it's it's an interesting topic because <clears throat> there's so many things, right? So many things that you could you you could throw out and talk about. You know, um, do you talk about when you were really really young, like middle school? Do you talk about when you're you know going into high school, uh, when you're just getting out of high school, kind of thing? And I think uh, I, I picked a couple of things that I think were they kind of kind of overlap really any age gap, especially really from the time like you become a Christian um, to to where you are now. And the first thing I had on here was advice I would give to my younger self. I would tell myself to pray more because mm-hmm. as you know, and just and even even for us today, but I just think about it as you know, prayer being a line of communication between us and God. Um, God communicating to us through His will, we communicating to Him through prayer. And so like, what a, what a blessing that is. I mean, God didn't have to give us that, right? God didn't have to give us a line of communication where we can take whatever is on our mind, whatever is weighing us down, whatever is, uh, is troubling us and worrying us and stressing us out. We can take all of these things to him. And first Peter five and verse seven tells us to take them all to him because he cares for us. That's what he wants. He wants us to be able to lean on him and trust in him. So when I think about prayer, I think it's just, you know, something that is so so vital and yet something that is so oftentimes underutilized mm-hmm. um and we just we don't pray enough first Thessalonians 5 verse 17 the idea of praying without ceasing we don't do it enough um even now in my own life and my own um in my own walk i just it's just one of the things like you know for us when when everything is rainbows and sunshine it's great you know we're, we're we're cruising right along a lot of times we don't stop to to pray to god and thank him right for the good things that he's given us but then when all those clouds turn gray and it starts storming and raining, um, that's when our knees hit the ground, right? And and we we look to God. And so I think it's just important to 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 think about, you know, praying more more often, but then also even in the way that we pray, right? Mark eleven, twenty-four, uh, Jesus said, Therefore I say to you, whatever you things you ask when you pray, believe that you will receive them and that you will have them. You know, the idea of praying in faith. And I think that's such a vitally important part of it. Um, that when we pray, we're confident. First John five and verse fourteen. We're you know we're able to approach him uh, with confidence that he's going to hear us if we ask the things according to his will. Um, you know, it's, it, you hear it all the time. You can't pray for a million dollars and just have faith that you'll get it. That's not how that works. But if you pray according to his will and if you're living the right kind of life, um, then certainly it will be beneficial to you. So I, if I could go back and tell myself something, I tell myself to pray more. As a kid, you don't 
really often stop and think about it. And as I think even as a minister, when you minister to younger people, you don't really try to instill with them a strong prayer life. And I don't really know why that is. We, we talk about it all the time to, to adults, to parents. Mm-hmm. But I mean, young people need to pray just as much um, as anybody else does. And so I think that's something that we need to try to instill within the, young, the younger generation. Yeah, you said something that reminded me. Um, we've both gotten to see this guy in concert. His name is Ben Rector, yeah. and he has a song called When a Heart Breaks. And a lot of people have gotten up in arms about the chorus of that, but I don't think they really understand what he's saying. The lyrics for the first verse just says, I woke up this morning, I heard the news. I know the pain of a heartbreak. I don't have answers and neither do you. I know the pain of a heartbreak. And then in the chorus, he says, this isn't easy. This isn't clear. And here's where people get really upset because then he says, and you don't need Jesus till you're here. Mm. But the next few words that he says are very important. He says, then confusion and the doubts you had up and walk away. They walk away when a heart breaks. And what he's actually saying is what you just alluded to. We spend so much time when life is going well, never talking to God. Right. And then when we do have a tragedy hit, the confusion and the doubts about God that we have, they walk away because now we know And I think about 9-11 and a lot of the tragedies that our world has suffered, and everybody says the same thing during COVID, pray, pray to God. Well, that's great. (laughs) We need to do that. But what about when the pandemic ends? And what about, you know, 9-11 and 2023? What are we going to do now? We're still going to have a memorial, you know, at that day and think about what happened 21 years ago, 22 years ago now. Um, but we, we just don't pray like we do yeah. unless there's a tragedy. And so I think that's a really, that's a really good first one to do because um, we sing the song sometimes don't forget to pray, right? You know, Oh, how praying rests the weary prayer can change the night today. So when life is dark and dreary, don't forget to pray. Right. And uh, that is, that is a huge. And I would think we should, it shouldn't even be something to where we have to try to remember to pray, right? It should just be, it should just be natural. It should be the next right. step should be, or it should be the first step, you know, should right. be whatever it is that we do. And in, in some sense, it's kind of, uh, it's interesting to, yeah, I think, yeah, like you go back to Joshua in Joshua chapter seven, when they had just come out of Jericho, they had just conquered Jericho and they go into AI. And there were two specific reasons why they did not win at AI. Number one, because ultimately there was sin in the camp right, with Achan, mm-hmm. but also God talks about the fact that they didn't approach him for wisdom and in, in trying and understanding, trying to figure out what the next step is. They went on and they tried to take it all on their own and they did whatever they wanted. And it ultimately led to their defeat. 36 men died because of that. And so I think a great principle out of that is, you know, as you're going through life, you're going to come upon different things that you have to encounter, different things you have to do. Always, always remember to go to God in prayer as you do those things. And it'll always be, it'll always, you'll be better off for it. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, my first one is a little bit more of the, something that I think ministers can always struggle with and we can struggle with this a lot more, but my first thing, the advice that I would give to my younger self is remember that you're not the main character Mm. of this story. Yeah. Um, in Philippians two, one through 11, we always talk about, you know, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. But those first four verses are really interesting before he gets into verse five, because he talks about if there's any consolation in Christ, comfort of mercy, fellowship of the spirit, affection and mercy, you fulfill my joy by being like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord and of one mind. And then verse three and four, he says, let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, 
but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. Let each of you look out not only for his own interests, but also for the interests of others. Then he says, let this mind be in you. What mind? Mm. Well, the mind that we're talking about in verses one through four, which is also in Christ Jesus. And then I think about Matthew chapter 14, uh, John chapter six, when he feeds the 5,000. And in both of those cases, the disciples are kind of like, hey, we need to send these people away and they need to go get their own food. And Jesus says, no, you need to feed them. In Matthew 14, that's how Matthew records it. In John's account and in John 6, around verses 1 through 5, uh, Jesus actually says, hey, where can we go and buy bread that these people can get their food? Right. And there was this understanding when I go back and read John that Jesus was trying to lovingly but firmly tell his disciples you don't have compassion. You're only caring about yourself right now. And so when I look back at younger Michael, I mm. think about myself as, was I compassionate enough? Right. Was I someone who, and I think the answer to that, unfortunately, at times is no. And I still struggle with this. I'm, I'm a cynic in a lot of ways. I believe the worst about people at times. And some of you are listening are like, and you're a preacher? Yeah, I am. <laughs> Just, you know, bear with me here. Right. But I, I struggle because I think we have so many fake people in the world, not even just in the church alone, but just in the world that it gives such a negative taste to where when someone acts like, you know, they're holy, you question it. And yet what Jesus tells me to do is, you know, obviously that mindset should be killed, but it needs to be killed in my, my life first that I don't look at someone and just assume that they're beyond compassion and therefore I'm not compassionate. And so When we do that, we make ourselves the main character of the story, and we forget that the actual main character was Christ, and that he came to this earth to die so that everyone could have a chance to be saved. And who am I to withhold that from anybody, even if the the thing that I'm realizing as I'm getting older and I think more and more about it and I study more about it, even if somebody in this life is doing something and it's the wrong thing, my prayer should still be that they get what they need to go to heaven. Right. Yeah, no, you're you're exactly right. And I think it's so many times people want to place it all on them and make sure that they're the ones who, who have to do everything too. And I think a lot of this, you know, has to do with like a reliance upon God, understanding that (laughs) I can't do it myself. I've got to let God lead my life. Um, and, I think it's just, it's so important to remember um, that, remember what Jesus did for you, remember why he did it for you, but then remember how you're supposed to respond because of what he's done for you. And, you know, ultimately, you know, Matthew 5, 16, pointing everybody to to to, to God the Father. I just think that, I, I think it's a great point. Um, you know, we're not, we're not the main character in, in this. Um, and if, and if we, we very quickly begin to put ourselves in that position when we think that we can do it all on our own and we don't need God. And you see that all throughout history, how it, how it never has worked. And you see that even in, in people in our culture today, how it never, never ends up well for people who do that. So I think it's a great point. Absolutely. What's your, uh, your second thing then? I mean, it, it's kind of hard. Like if we really could just sit down and go over this, we would have years right. of material, but what's the second thing that you've picked that you think, if I could tell myself as a younger person, you know, Hey, here's some advice. What, what would that be? Yeah. And I think I would maybe form this more into a question that I would ask my younger self. Um, and my younger, I, I think the question would be, would the people around you know, that a Christian has been among them. And I pull that from uh, the book of Ezekiel. Um, and I look at Ezekiel chapter two, 
And it's interesting because when you read through Ezekiel, like Ezekiel was living in a very difficult time as a prophet for God. And I think as he kind of opens up in chapter two, um, you get a very clear picture of what's going on. And you notice he says at the beginning of verse one, he says, and he said to me, son of man, stand on your feet and I will speak to you. So it's kind of setting the stage. God has a, me- a message, a mission for Ezekiel. He wants him to stand up, pay attention. You got to be ready to go because I've got something I got to tell you. So in verse two, the Bible says, then the spirit entered me when he spoke to me and set me on my feet. And I heard him who spoke to me. And he said to me, son of man, I am sending you to the children of Israel. Oh, cool. These are God's people. These are people who know what they're supposed to be doing, but not so fast because how does he describe them? To a rebellious nation that has rebelled against me, they and their fathers have transgressed against me to this very day. For they are impudent, they are stubborn children. I am sending you to them, and you shall say to them, Thus says the Lord God, as for them, whether they hear or whether they refuse, for they are a rebellious house. So he's saying, look, here's the message you send, you tell them, you tell them that this message is from God, even though they're transgressors, they're rebellious, they are impudent, they're stubborn. And he says, but here's a great thing. Ezekiel, whether they hear or they refuse you, that's up to them, right? That's their choice. They're a rebellious house. They're going to make their decision. But what are they going to know at the end of verse five? Yet they will know that a prophet has been, has been among them. They're going to know that somebody, a spokesperson of God, stood among them, preached the truth, and it was up to them to make the decision. And so I correlate that to me and to really any young person growing up. Are, you know, do your friends know that a Christian is among them? And, you know, let's just say you move on, you go somewhere else, will they know that a Christian was among them? And I think that's just so important for us to, to think about, you know, even as, as adults, you know, we get put in situations where, um, you know, our faith is tested and our morals are put to the test. Our character is put to the test. Are we going to step up and do the right thing and, you know, stand out and be different from the people around us, right? We've been called to be different. First uh, Peter 2 verse 9, Romans 12, 1 and 2, all these passages that we all know, we all preach about, we've all talked about, but it's a lot easier to just talk about it than actually do it. So when it comes time for you to make a stand, are you willing to do that. And so that's what I would go back and ask my younger self and just try to, you know, say, are you ready? You know, are, are you willing to make a stand and to make a difference, to be the person who's different so that people will be able, would be able to say, you know, I, I know that there was a Christian among me because of the way that he lived his life and how different his life looked from mine. So I, that, that's what I would go back and say to my younger self. Yeah. And I think about Acts 2, 42 through 47, specifically verse 44, all who believe were together and had all things in common. Yeah. So this, this mindset of Christianity that you're talking about has to be universal right. among all of the members of the church. Yeah. You know, we, we can't have some that are more faithful than others. There has to be that unity. And I preached a sermon years ago at Somerville, a two-parter on these passages, and I called it, would they recognize us? And I asked the question, if those from Acts 2, 42 through 47, you know, got in the DeLorean, so to speak, and time traveled to 2023 America, yeah. would they be able to see the Lord's church when they walked in on a Sunday morning and say, this is our people? Right. And I think that's exactly what you're talking about is, would they know that a Christian was around them? And I know a lot of times as ministers, we hear people say things like, you know, they, they curse in front of us and yeah. then they go, well, what do you do for a living? Oh, well, I'm a minister. And then all of a sudden they're like, Oh, oh I'm sorry. sorry. I didn't mean, you know, yeah. and I've started to say something I heard a preacher say years ago, you know, I started to just say to people, well, it was just as offensive when the Lord heard it. So, <laughs> you know, I don't know why it makes a difference now that you know what I do for a right. living in my community where I lived in Somerville, I, I worked with parks and rec a lot and I developed a reputation of being more known in the community because of that. 
and people called me preacher man or pastor yeah. or whatever yeah. you know would, would be said but it's something where the impact of that is so important that I really didn't understand myself, you yeah. know, when I was younger. Yeah. And the idea that everybody's watching you. And the last part about this that I wanted to talk about, because I just thought it was interesting. I watched a TV show years ago that had superheroes in it. Yeah. And after they save the day, two of the superheroes are sitting down in a restaurant and they're talking and they're just kind of relaxing. And it, it dawned on me, I was like, you know, no one in that entire restaurant knows that that is the flash and the right. green. Right. No one, yeah. but them. And I think sometimes we have superhero Christianity and we wear a mask when we go out on Sundays and Wednesdays, and then we have a secret identity throughout the rest of the week sure. until something big happens. And I know I needed to do that more when yeah. I was younger to take the mask off and make it be my alternate ego is not in existence anymore. I am just a Christian, yeah. no matter where I am in life. Um, it's kind of like when Tony Stark said at the end of Iron Man, I am Iron Man. Yeah. Like you're just admitting to the world who you are and you are going to be that for the rest of your life. Yeah. I think that's great. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, the last one that I've got is, uh, you know, to be more patient. Hmm. Um, <laughs> I, I am a very anxious person sometimes and I can often get very frustrated I want things to be done fast. I want them to go. And, and the funny thing about that too is I'm a procrastinator. So I'm, I'm a hypocrite. That's all get out. Yeah. Uh, but the idea of patience, both in my actual, you know, worldly life that I get to live here physically on earth where I'm going about daily tasks and trying to accomplish things, I need to be more patient. I can't always get my way. I can't always have it done the way that I would expect it to be done. And I can't expect everybody else to be like me. You know this about me. I don't sleep much. I'm a weird night owl that, you know, stays up until three in the morning or whatever. I can't expect everyone to do that. Yeah. And then, you know, I can't be texting people late at night, expecting them to answer me back <laughs> and give me what I need to know. Yeah. And so I have to learn to be more patient and to deal with people the right way. But spiritually speaking, being patient is so important because in Hebrews 12 and verse one, it talks about we're surrounded by this great cloud of witnesses that we read about in chapter 11. Yeah. We lay down every weight and the sin that so easily ensnares us. And we run with endurance, the race that's set before us. And, you know, if you've, if you guys have seen me in person, you know, I don't run a lot of marathons, um, <laughs> like none, but I know that the endurance factor is so important. I heard a guy talking about a marathon that he had run and he said that he accidentally ran too fast in the second mile. Mm. And I was thinking, why does that matter? And then he explained it. He was like, because I ran so fast in the second mile, I was gassed by the 10th. Yeah. And I thought, well, I never had thought about that before. And it gave me the spiritual application of what <laughs> Hebrews 12 is talking about, that endurance. You pace yourself. Yeah. You have patience. And when you think about running patiently, you're not trying to get to heaven tomorrow. Right you know, by running so fast and doing it, but you also are not trying to avoid heaven tomorrow. Right. And so you're just kind of, I'll get there whenever the Lord wants me to get there, or whenever he comes back or I, I move on. And <clears throat> think of Romans 12, two rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation and continuing steadfastly in prayer. And then also Galatians six, nine, not growing weary in doing good that we become so impatient with all the good that we've done that we basically just stop doing it. Yeah because we'll reap if we don't lose heart. If we're patient and we continue on, we'll get a reward. And it reminds me of, um, I believe it's Hebrews 12 and verse 
seven. Yeah. The idea of, you know, God deals with you as sons. What is there? A, is there a son among you that doesn't have a father who chastens him? Uh, and he talks about the idea of no chastening in verse 11 seems to be joyful for the present. It's painful, right. but afterward it yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. And so as a patient learner of the gospel, as a patient individual, it's not going to always be pleasant, but if I will stick with it, I will yield this wonderful bounty of a harvest that changes my life. And I think about where I'm at in life now and where I was 10 years ago, 15 years ago, where I hope to be in 20 years, man, how God has blessed me and everyone that's on this network and everyone that's listening to this. We are just so blessed. How can we not be patient and work through what he's offered us to have later. Right. No, you're exactly right. And I think, you know, I kind of go back to your point, you know, I think about, I think what Paul said, Philippians 1 21, right. He was, he was ready to go home. He's ready to go to his father. Uh, he didn't want to endure, endure the world and the earth anymore, but he also understood that while he was here, there were still things he could do for the cause of Christ. And he was willing to do that um, because he had patience. He said, you know, I'll, right. I'll, God, God wants me here for a reason. So I'm going to, I'm going to do whatever I can for him. Uh, I'm going to be patient. And I know that my time will come uh, when it's time for me to go sure. home. Uh, but then I also think, you know, it's just, it's just so important. The, the idea of patience, you know, willing to endure all of the things that you've ever had to go through because there's something that's better that that is going to come to those of us who are faithful. And I think that that is something that you've got to keep in mind because so many times we can only look at what is right in front of us and we're, mm. we're we, we can't see it bigger picture. Um, and when you can't see a bigger picture, then you only begin to live for what is right in front of you. And that's the world. Um, and you begin to, to go off into other things. And, and you know, you see that in, in people all the time that, um, even Christians who have lost sight of why they are here and the purpose of what they are doing. And they go off into, into sin because the only thing they can see is the pleasure that it brings them in this particular moment, in this particular instance. And it's hard to combat that when yeah. somebody's in that. Um, and so it's just, it's so important that you're patient in your walk with Christ, um, and that you're patient with people that you're working with. Um, you know, it's, you know, as, as you try to teach the gospel, as you, as you talk to people and you're trying to help them through things, you've got to be able to have patience with them too, uh, because that's how you would want to be dealt with as as well. That's how God has dealt with all of us. He's been long suffering towards all of us. Um, so, uh, just so many different facets of of the idea of patience, but certainly one that, uh, that we all need to, to continue working on. So. Yeah, and how unfortunate that we often want people to be so patient with us, yeah. and we are sometimes the most impatient. Yeah. Um. You know, I I drive a lot now, of course, as you know, and I'm on the road and see people in front of me driving like maniacs, <laughs> and I get so upset with them. But then let me be five minutes behind schedule to get to where I'm supposed to be for a dinner or for a conference or for whatever. And all of a sudden I'm the one that's like, everybody get out of my way, move. And then I stop and think, oh, I'm doing exactly (laughs) what I don't like. And I'm just expecting everybody to be okay with it. Um, Caleb, you have anything else you want to add before we this out? This was a great, I enjoyed this discussion. I hope that our audience did as well, but. I'm excited for what is to come with all of these other guys that we're going to bring in and talk to. I'm just really excited for this, for this, this season. And I hope that everybody sticks with us. Absolutely. Maybe this should become like a, a common thing yeah. going into the, yeah. the new seasons of awesome. this. I've, I've enjoyed it. We normally just have another person 
and we go for like two hours. Yeah. And so it's, it's a change of pace <laughs> right. to do like under 25 minutes on yeah. one of these. But yep. um, I've enjoyed talking about this subject. I know yep. it's been helpful to me. And those of Absolutely. you that are worried about, you know, I didn't realize I just discovered the scattered abroad network and I didn't know y'all were on break. All of the seasons are still able to be listened mm-hmm. to. Yep. And you can go and subscribe to the master feed. You could subscribe to the individual shows as well. If you wanted to leave us that rating and review, that would be helpful. Uh, but also on Thursdays, don't forget we have did that really happen. Yep. And we already have two episodes that we have recorded. You've heard one of them already. Uh, but I, would that be gauge that they've heard now? Or? Yeah. So they would have heard gauge the first Thursday in June. Yeah. Um, and then whatever Jameson. Okay. I think, yeah. I think, okay. I think Jameson is next because we, uh, Josh Kennedy, our producer uh, for these shows sat down with myself. Uh, we were actually recording both of those at the same time, just in completely it, different. Yeah. I sent, you, I sent you a picture or I think we yeah. sent each other pictures because it was weird. We were both recording for the same podcast, different episodes and in different locations. Just kind of weird yep. how it worked out. And so those will be playing on Thursdays. And then yep. we still plan to go live at the end of the season yep. with the live. Did that really happen? Uh, but we we've got a wonderful summer content available to you, not just from this year coming, but also the past year. So if you haven't listened, this is a great time to do that. Tell people about us, let them know what we're going uh, to be doing. And if you need a report on the work that we're doing, reach out and see if there's not a time where we yeah. can come out and tell you Absolutely. about the scatter the broad network. But Caleb, um, you have anything else that I've, I've overlooked that we no, need to say? Just uh, find our shows, give, subscribe, give them a rating, review, share it, share it with your friends. That's the, that's the best way to get podcasts out there. Just tell your friends, hey, I've listened to the podcast. It's helped me. Maybe it'll help you. And uh, hopefully it, has been, it is helping people out there. Sounds good. Well, until next week, or well, really until Thursday, but until next week for this show, y'all take care. Thank you so much for listening to this episode on the Scattered Abroad Network. We are grateful for your continued support as well as your continued prayers. If you would like to find out more about our network, please visit our website at scatteredabroad.org. We look forward to studying with you again soon. May God bless you.